This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. For my discussion today is without question, because he is God, period, without question question. Without question is an idiom that uh, means something is definite and there is no doubt about it. Without question is saying that something is definitely true. Without question, because he's God, period. John chapter 8 verse 32 in the King James Version says, ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That word shall means no ifs, ands, or buts about it. In other words, without question. John chapter 8 verse 36 says, if the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. No ifs, ands, or buts about it without question. Why? Because he's God period. I'm reminded of my Uncle George, Minister Eleanor's father. He used to say, you better believe it. I'm telling you today, you better believe it. God is God, period. So yesterday, I was heading to my um, grandlove's soccer game. I was heading to my grandlove's soccer game. As you know, they've been in soccer, baseball, basketball, football, and now we're back at soccer again. So I was out of town last week. The uh, football game stopped about two weeks ago or so. So I got in my vehicle yesterday to go to the soccer game. But my GPS didn't have a revelation of that. So the GPS in my truck automatically was taking me back to the football field. Football is over. They got their trophies. They don't have any more games. But my vehicle did not know that. So automatically, it began to take me back to the places that I used to go, even though I changed my destination. I was not going to the football game. I was going to the soccer game, but my GPS did not have that information. I need you to get a revelation that flesh does not need a road map. Flesh automatically knows how to get back to the place that has been gratifying it over and over and over again. Even after I had changed my designation, I changed the direction that I was going in, my truck still gave me a suggestion to go back to my last place. I need you to get a revelation as we're culminating this series that we've gotten so much word. And I really encourage you to go back and listen to all this word. I listened to Kendra's word over again from last Thursday. Didn't she do a great job? And she gave us 10 principles. And I was trying to remember all 10 principles. I got to write them down. I got to write all 10 principles down because we need that. Because while you're en route for your upgrade, your flesh doesn't have a revelation of it. And your flesh is going to give you suggestions to go back to the place where you used to be gratified. 
but I need you to get an understanding and a revelation. Even though your flesh makes some suggestions, you've already been set free. And whom the Son set free is free. Indeed. He's God. Period. So without question, you're able to go to the next level. Of course, we know life is choice-driven. It's comprised of patterns of behaviors. And these choices and these patterns shape our character. That's why you hear people say things like, well, that's just how I am. No, that's not just how you are. If it's not how God created you to be, it's not just how you are. You just simply have to shatter the pattern. Whatever you do over and over again, whatever you default to, whatever you keep going back to, it becomes like an addiction. I think Tavon said it today. Didn't he say algorithm or something today? What was that big word he used today? Uh, algorithm. It's like an algorithm. Those things that you, have you ever been online and those things you were looking at shoes, shoes, shoes. Then when you're minding your own business, here comes all of these suggestions for different shoes. Get a revelation that that is what happens in your life when you're shattering pattern. The things that you used to look at, the things that you like to say, the places that you, they will come back and bring you suggestions. Even though you've changed your direction. Am I making faith to anybody? Oftentimes we have been in bondage and we've been hostage and addicted to patterns. And now that we've shattered those patterns, it doesn't mean the flesh won't bring those suggestions back. It will try to go back to your old algorithm and bring back things that you used to do. Am I making faith to anybody? Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3 in the King James Version says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and shall not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not Terry, I need you to get a revelation that while we're navigating through this life, while we're going to our upgrade, while we're going to the other side, there are going to be storms in life and there are going to be disappointments. Disappointments are designed to make you miss your appointment or miss your appointed time. There's an appointed time for everything that you have believed God for, but the enemy comes with storms in life and he, tr- he tries to make you think that your timetable supersedes God's timetable so that you become disappointed so that in essence you miss your appointment. The Amplified Version says it this way, for the vision is yet for an appointed future time, it hurries toward the goal of fulfillment, and it will not fail. Even though it delays, wait patiently for it, because it will certainly come, and it will not delay. I'm reminded of my story, and I don't get tired of telling it, because y'all can relate to it. Remember I told you I was going shopping, it was about this time last year, and I was going shopping, and the sign on Krispy Kreme lit up, the hot donuts now. Hot donuts, now you understand. And I had a sweet tooth going on, and I thought about going to Krispy Kreme. But I've been overcoming in my weight, and I'm, I'm changing my patterns, and I'm changing my behaviors. I'm changing the things, the things and the ways that I used to do. I found out about myself. If I don't want to eat it, don't buy it. You're buying cookies, and then you're forcing yourself to eat the cookies. No, you bought them because you know you're going to eat them. So if I don't want to eat them, I'm not going to even buy it. Are you, are you listening to me? So I made a decision on that day to drive past Krispy Kreme. And, man, did I feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. I had victory over Krispy Kreme, even though the sign was lit up. Talking about hot donuts now. Are you listening to me? I went on navigating about my day, and in, in the course of that day, something happened that really truly disappointed me. It angered me. It made me uncomfortable. I was upset about it. I was so frustrated. I said, I'm going home, but on my way home, I'm going, give me some Krispy Kreme. 
And the Lord walked up on me. He said, well, why would you do a thing like that? You have victory over. You have power over Krispy Kreme. You walk right past him. Krispy Kreme, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And you kept going. But the minute you got disappointed, the minute things didn't go your way, you're going to go back to the place that I gave you power to drive past earlier? I had to swallow deep on that thing, but I'm telling you the same thing. Just because disappointments and storms of life come, that doesn't license you to go back to that same algorithm, go back to the same things, go back to the same places that gratified you before. Whom the sun set free, what did the book say? Is free indeed without question am I making faith to anybody so we know Romans 12 and 2 you've got to renew your mind and you've got to keep renewing your mind you don't just renew your mind one time you renew your mind over and over again patterns of course are strongholds and habits the proclivities weaknesses propensities limitations bondages chains cycles circles patterns but we have to shatter those patterns. If your pattern is not Holy Spirit inspired, if your pattern is not Holy Spirit approved, then you must shatter the pattern. Shatter means to crush, to demolish, destroy, dismantle brick by brick. Sometimes it takes a little brick by brick. You've got to bring it down. You've got to wipe it out. You've got to annihilate it. You've got to kill it. You've got to shatter the pattern. And this requires you to enforce obedience in order to break cycles. Every circle, every cycle, every curse must be crushed when you shatter the pattern. Now let me pick up, um, I said all of that to get us to where I've been trying to get us to in scripture, which is in Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, but at the same time, I want you to hold your finger on Mark chapter 5. Luke chapter 8 and Mark chapter 5. On Thursday, we talked about how Jesus told his disciples to get in a boat. Let's go in the boat, and we're going to go on the other side. In the middle of the lake, a hurricane, a, a great windstorm came on the sea, and they panicked. They forgot everything that they knew to the degree that Jesus said, where is your faith? He spoke to the wind, he spoke to the water, and he rebuked it. He said, peace, be still. And they all looked at him and said, who is he? Well, you know he's Jesus, but don't forget that Jesus, God, same in name, aim, and purpose, he's God, period. He does exactly what he says he's going to do. He is what he does. So if he makes all things new, and he does, then all things are new without question. Let's pick up on the story at verse 26. Now, I'm probably going to have to walk through this in increments because there's three major stories in this one chapter that I need to get you a revelation concerning. Sometimes we think because we've been in a pattern for so long, we can't get out of it. It doesn't matter how long that you've been in anything. Listen to me. The pattern can still be shattered without question. I said regardless of how long. I said, regardless of how long that pattern can be shattered without question. So let's pick up on verse 26. And they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite 
of Galilee. Let's pause. We're going to walk through this. We're doing a word study as we're walking through this. The Galilee has reference to lucrative, fertile, flourishing, well watered. This was a, a great plus place. But he was taking them to the place that was opposite of it. He's on assignment here. The people from Gadarenes were known to be rude, headlong, headstrong, brash, abusive, hurtful, offensive, and degrading. They oftentimes looked down on the Galileans because they had a distinct dialect, and the Galileans were looked at as backwards and unsophisticated. Are you listening to me? So now let's look at this the Galilee and then look at the Gadarenes and see how they're polar opposite. But Jesus was on assignment. Let's go to 27. And when he stepped out on the land, there met a certain man, a certain man meaning everybody, he was well, very well known, a certain man from the city who had demons. Listen. For a long time. Remember, I said it doesn't matter how long you've been stuck in a pattern. It doesn't matter how long you've had them chains, them bondages, those proclivities, those bad habits, those bad patterns. Nothing is too hard for God. God is God, period. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed without question. It says the man had demons for a long time and he wore no clothes nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. But when he saw Jesus, he cried and he fell down before him. Let's pause right there because that is one thought. I'm walking through this. I'm teaching you something right here. This is a familiar passage of scripture, but we're going to get some revelation on this today. So it says that the certain man from the city, he had been demon possessed for a long time to the degree that he was naked. He didn't even wear no clothes and he lived in the graveyard. He lived amongst the tombs because he's now feels close to death. He wants to be around dead stuff. Okay. So first off, let me keep reading. I'm going to give you a revelation. So when, when he saw Jesus, he cried out and he fell down before him. This fell down before him right here means worship. So he had a serious problem. He had some serious bondages. He was demon possessed. But it was like he would have moments of being lucid. So in a moment of being lucid, one translation, if we go, if we got to flip back and forth between Mark and this, Mark talks about he ran to Jesus. So while he had a moment of being lucid, he's running to Jesus as fast as he can. He gets there and he bows down in worship to Jesus. So clearly he knew who Jesus was. He knew who Jesus was and he knew that Jesus can help him. Demons don't run to Jesus. Demons run away from Jesus. So in this moment of being lucid, he ran as fast as he could to Jesus and fell down to worship him. And then he cried and fell down before him and with a loud voice, now the demon tries to take over. 
This has reference to the demon strong-arming him, the demon stepping in, the demon trying to control him when he's trying to get help. He's crying out for help. He's ran as fast as he can. He recognizes Jesus. He knows where his help comes from. He knows that he can be free without question, and the demon apprehends him. So now the demon speaks up. What have we to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high? I beg you, do not torment me. So this is not the man speaking. This is the demon speaking now. Am I making faith to anybody? So back at the custom of that time, when you said somebody's full name and their full title, it was as if you're taking authority over them. It would be like me saying, Gabrielle LaDon Robin Ellis, and then go, I'm taking authority. So the demon was trying to take authority by calling Jesus, saying, Jesus, uh, how, did he, how did he put it? Son of the Most High, don't you dare torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by demons into the wilderness. Okay, so we see what kind of state that this man had been in for a long time. They had tried to shackle him. They had used the, the, the wildest animal tamers could not tame the man. That's how wild and out of control that he was. That's why he would break the chains and break the shackles. And then whenever the man would try to get free, the demon would cause him to seize. But I want to draw your attention to the A portion of verse 29. For he, could, he, had, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. The demon was trying to resist. The demon was trying to hold on to the man even though Jesus told the demon to come out. So in the Hebrew, this word, when he spoke to the demon, it has reference to he said and he kept saying. Remember we learned about the and infinitum, how you do it over and over and over again. So Jesus said and he kept saying. So sometimes there are things that are resistant. Sometimes there are spirits that are rebellious. Sometimes poverty keeps trying to hold on to you. You keep giving and you've given your last dollars and it's still stuff, still your last two dollars and still, that's when you have to say and keep saying. Why? Because the word of God is true without question. But the enemy likes to orchestrate scenarios to cause you to doubt God's ability. But remember, he's God, period. And God cannot fail. So when situations flip the script, that's just because that pattern ain't ready to let go. But it has to let go anyway. So you keep showing up with your faith and you keep, you say, and you keep saying over and over and over and over again until, remember, it's not done until, he's not finished until you're good. 
So I was in North Carolina last week, and, and the Lord walked up on me, and he said, why did you stop announcing Lansing, Grand Blanc, Pontiac, Sterling Heights, Mount Clemens, Port Huron, and Sarnia, Canada? I said, well, Lord, I was getting tired of saying it because we've been through a pandemic, and I didn't know how it was going to uh, be accomplished. I'm just being transparent now. He said, that would be cool if you said it, but I'm the one that said it. So you keep on saying it over and over and over and over and over again and again and again and again and again and again until it's manifested. So I repented, and I repent before y'all too. I had no business stop saying it. I think I got frustrated. I think I got discouraged. The pandemic and trying to have online church, and I didn't know how it was going to work out. I don't have to know. All is about not what I know. It's about who I know. He's God, period, and he will fulfill his word without question. Let's read a little more. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized them and then kept them under guard and bound with chains and shackles, and it broke the bonds and was driven by demons into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, what's your name? In other words, I'm taking authority over you. You trying to resist? I done told you to go. What's your name? You've got to speak to cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, lack, poverty, depression. Call it by its name and take complete, oh, hallelujah, authority over it. Because it's got to go without And they begged him, oh, and Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. Now, here's the thing. Legion has reference to 6,826. Now, the man might have had that many, or the demon might have been lying to try to intimidate Jesus to try to intimidate the people around, to make it look big. But if he's got period, what's the difference in one demon and 6,826 demons? No. Oh, hallelujah, no difference whatsoever because he's got period. Let's get a revelation here. Okay, I got a little bit of time. Thank you, Jesus. So they begged him. That, that he would uh, not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine was feeding on the mountain, so they begged him that he would permit them to enter in, and he permitted them. And the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and drowned. So 2,000 swine ran ferociously into the lake and drown himself rather than having a foul spirit in him. And when those who fed them saw that, he, that what had happened, they fled and told, told it to the city and in the country, and they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus. Here's the good part, verse 35. And found a man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed, 
and in his right mind. Then they got afraid. Oftentimes, when people see mighty moves of the Spirit of God, they get afraid. They'll walk around demons free and happy. But when they see the move of God, they get afraid. People like the darkness. That's why when you made a decision to give your heart to God, to shatter patterns, to do things differently, didn't certain people in your life start acting funny? Because people like the darkness. As long as you were cussing and fussing and doing all kind of crazies, talking out the side of your neck, they were right on board with you. But the minute that you begin to change for the better, they start looking at you differently. But here's the deal. You better start looking at yourself differently, too. In the name of Jesus and by his blood. They also, who had seen it, told them uh, uh, what means he... He who had been uh, demon-possessed was healed or delivered. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gadarenes asked him to depart from here. Get out of here, Jesus. The man that was the scary man, the madman of Gadarene, breaking chains, nobody, the beast tamers can't tame him. He's free, clothed, and in his right mind, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Instead of giving Jesus a banner and a trophy, they asked him to leave. I remember in school, my mom used to come in my room in the morning and turn my light on in the morning to wake me up. Man, I was just like, because I was so accustomed to the dark, when the light came, I shielded myself from the light. People can become so accustomed to the dark when light comes, the light is almost blinding to them because they love the darkness. Jesus is the light and the light of the world. He can change your situation regardless of how long you've been in it. He can set you free and deliver you without question. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with them. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your own house. And tell the great things God has done for him. And he went his way and he proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. Let's walk this back just a little bit to show you how pastor thinks. How did the man know who Jesus was? Many people, they've heard of the Lord. They've been in church. They were raised in the church. They get offended. They get disappointed. They get discouraged. They go back to a pattern that doesn't serve them well. Instead of putting the ax to the root and cutting off the branches that don't serve them any longer, they keep tipping back to stuff. You can tip back to stuff that will have a grip on you. Before you know it, you're in bondage. This is what we read this scripture numerous times in Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 through 45. Let me read it for good measure. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes to dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from whence I came. He didn't ever have a house. 
He was a he was a hoarder. He was a what's the word I'm looking for? He was a squatter. He moved into the place from the get-go. But when he got cast out and went to dry places, he said, I'm going back. That's my house. I'm taking possession of it again. When he goes back and he finds it empty, swept, and put in order, empty, swept, and put in order, empty, swept, and put in order, that sounds like a good thing. But if it's empty and it's swept and it's comfortable with no safeguards there, What's going to stop the squatter from coming back? Then he goes and he takes with him, listen to this, seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And when they enter and dwell there, the last state of the man is worse than the first state. I don't believe the man was just demon possessed for nothing. I believe that he had been shattering patterns. I believe that he had been breaking addictions and breaking bondages. But when he got disappointed and things didn't go his way, he was creeping back. Kendra said it was a coping mechanism. Going back to do some things that don't serve him well. To cope instead of turning to the one. Remember, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. He turned to the one that could help him. But this man knew who Jesus was. Jesus wasn't a stranger to him. In a moment of being lucid, he ran as fast as he could to fall down at the feet of Jesus to worship, which leads me to believe that once upon a time, he had had a relationship. But he kept getting off. The demon had left. But you playing games. Listen to me. When we're shattering patterns, you can't play with stuff. You can't play with bondages. You can't play with spirits. You can't play with the devil. Tipping back for a little taste. A little taste will get a crack addict back addicted on crack after they've been in rehab. anybody when the spirit because the spirit like that he said I'm going back to my house I've been in this generation for a long time and this one talking about he gonna shatter a pattern I'll leave but I'm coming back remember I said my GPS made a recommendation to me I'm not going I'm not going nowhere near there just because the recommendation came does not mean I have to accept it. Just because the suggestion came does not mean I have to accept it. Come on. Remember we talked a long time about the Amalekites. Amalekites is really a spirit. It's the spirit that will creep back. It's a spirit with little foxes that destroy the vine, little infractions, little bit, little white lies, little this, little making out, little touching, a little this, a little that, a little up, until it grips you with a strong grip. To the degree the thing had that man standing on his head. One little thing opened him up for so many other things. As I was studying about this madman of Gadara, 
these spears and, and what was known about this man, the spirit that he was of was known as a lewd spirit. Let me see where I want my notes at. It was a lewd, obscene, filthy, salacious, unclean spirit. A little peep show, a little porn, a little this, a little that until the spirit grabbed a hold of him till he could not get free. When it says many, many different, now all kinds, one thing is a gateway for so many other things. Come on, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to help you because we're shattering patterns up in here. This little thing triggers this little thing and that triggers that little thing. And before you know it, it's a stronghold. It's a grip. It's a bondage. Come on. It's a pattern, it's a cycle, it's a circle, and you cannot break it. Because when the thing left, you peeped back. You went back. You've got to get a revelation that you cannot play with the devil. If the pattern is not of the Holy Spirit and not Holy Spirit approved, then it is a weakness and a proclivity from the devil. Don't play with your weakness. If you've been set free from alcohol, don't be talking about, well, it's just a little wine cooler. It's a trap from the devil to grab you and snatch you up. Come on. It's the flesh. These inward battles, these secret sins, these small deviations, these tiny infractions, these minor infringements, these tiny entanglements that sneak up on you. Listen to me. Attack you when you're vulnerable. And attack you down through the generations. So we inherited things from the previous generation. But if we do not kill it in this generation, you're giving a truckload of that to the next generation. And it gets stronger and stronger and stronger every generation. Listen to me. Don't relent. It won't be easy going to the other side. There are going to be storms going to the other side. But understand, this was the deal with the people in the boat in the earlier part of, of chapter, this chapter 8. They, the storm came and Jesus was on the boat asleep. And they started panicking. But the deal is, Jesus was with them. Get a revelation. Jesus was with them. So with Jesus with you, you can go through anything. You can successfully make it through anything. You can be successful going through anything. If you don't pitch a tent and stay there, you can go through. Yay, though I walk through. Yay, though I walk through. Yay, though I walk through. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they was like, I just don't know if I could get over this. I said, well, you got to go through it to know if you can get over it. Walk it through. You're going to get over it. But if you keep standing over there, I don't know if I can make it. You're not going to make it. You got to put one foot in front of the other. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And the Lord will take you through it without question. Listen to me. Regardless how, how long you've been in that situation, this is where 
You have to understand that the spirit of Amalek, that spirit, you know, the ones that lag back, the ones that were procrastinating, those are the ones that Amalek picked off. So you have to guard your unguarded strengths. Yeah, I got this. Oh, do you really? Because that's right where the enemy is coming. Your unguarded moments. Am, am, I, am I making myself clear to you? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 says, don't give place to the devil. Don't give him an opportunity. Don't give him any landmass. Don't give him an entryway. Don't give him a portal. Come on. He's just like a little mouse. Wherever he could get his nose, he, he could maneuver his whole body. Are you listening to me? Have you ever seen one roach? If you see one, you better know it's a thousand others. Am I making faith to anybody? The man knew who Jesus was and knew how to worship him. The man let in one roach, and that one roach invited all of his cousins to come. So he now living in the tombs, cutting himself, naked, breaking chains, close to death. The Bible says he was cutting himself, trying to kill himself. Because in his mind, he said, death is better than how I'm living. I'm not making myself. And it all started with a little infraction, a tiny entanglement. Nobody will ever know. I'm not. It's a trap from the devil. One roach comes in, a thousand others are coming. Am I making faith to anybody? But that was the before. I love the after. Look what the book said. It said they, saw, they found a man sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind. So I thought about it. While they're out scared and all of this stuff, going and talking about the situation, the man now is clothed and clothed in his right mind, delivered in his mind. His mind has been restored. And he's sitting at the feet of Jesus. What do you think he was doing at the feet of Jesus? Worshiping? But when, when I sit at the feet of my spiritual parents, I'm eating. I'm getting built up. I'm getting strengthened. I'm getting encouraged. I'm getting my fight back. I'm getting my joy back. I believe that Jesus was ministering to that man. Because Jesus came over there. This is the thing. Jesus came all the way to the other side to deliver that man and then go back to the other side. Well, what was the purpose of going through that storm for that man? What was the purpose of going through the storm for that man? Went through all of that for that man. You need a revelation that God will do anything you anything for you anything for you he loves you just that much for God so loved you take that word world out of it. he would do it for you if you were the only person on the face of the planet God will still do it for you because he loves you because he wants to and because he's God and when he gives you the empowerment to be free take the empowerment and be free Indeed. You have an empowerment today to shatter these patterns. 
that man has been in that state for a long time. We know how he got there. Peeping bats, little foxes, little infringements, but he still knew, knew how to run to Jesus. He knew how to run to Jesus, and Jesus cast every demon out of him, broke the curse off of him, broke the curse off of his household because he said, stay here and go back to your house. Go back to your household. Go back to your family. Go back to your friends and be evidence. Be the evidence that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. And God is God all by himself. He is God, period. And he can release you from any and every bondage, regardless of how long that you've been there. He will set you free without question. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.